0: Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. All right, so the purpose of planning, and uh, literally, just we now do a quarterly partners meeting uh, in our private practice. and. Um, Again, this is Eerie, so we're going to do like a little bit of a time jump to three years ago and just to see how how close we are um, to that. But straight out of the Rockefeller Habits, this is originally Vern's planning pyramid. Vern Harnish dropped it and then Rich Mander's picked it up because he loved it so much. Uh, I'm going to show you how we apply this um, for the sake of you to take this to your practice and apply it as well. So this is um, what's in the book. You know, we have our core values at the base, BHAG above that, three HAG above that. Then we break it down into annual, quarterly, and weekly, and eventually daily goals um, as well, daily action items. Right? You're doing this uh, for the entire company, and then every team member uh, is going through the same thing, uh, in particular for uh, quarterly, back down to the weekly and daily as well. So everybody has. Uh, their their main priorities and their main metrics laid out in terms of accountability. So let's see how we're applying this. So at uh, Madden and Gilbert PT right now what we we've done is on our core values um, We have um, These are our three core values, right? So this influences what we hire for Um really what we're looking for as a team. And remember, core values are not aspirational. They're a reflection of who we actually are. So number one is insistence on patient outcomes. Uh, And the thing that we're looking for there is that uh, if, and I I can remember many early people that I saw that were not getting better um, with PT, and I thought, you know, we should be helping them. Um, I can remember, you know, people that I've missed. in in terms of uh you know misdiagnosed and they really had an underlying mechanism going on but that insistence on patient outcomes where they um they carry it home with them <laughs> for lack of a better term like they really care about people getting better and they're willing to you know climb any mountain in order to make that happen find the knowledge to make that happen and help the person that's really what we're looking for in our uh not only our PTs but anybody that's in the clinic from PTAs to Text and then also into our marketing front desk, billing, um, et, et cetera. Beginner's mind, that's really, they're always learning, right? They're looking at everything with a, a fresh set of eyes and they're thinking through, you know, you probably have team members that are constantly thinking through and trying to elevate, and then you have others that might be status quo, right? We want to have as many people on our team as possible that are that take that beginner's mind approach and they're constantly learning. Um, and then finally elevate others they're pretty self-explanatory, but they're a team player, right? Oddly at breakthrough, we have very, very similar core values as well. And truth be told, I, um, th- was able to steal a lot of Carl's work, uh, around the core values that he did for breakthrough Carl Mattiola, um, and, and bring it over to our private practice as well. So next up in that foundational pyramid is that the BHAG, ours is simply this. By 2030, Madden and Gilbert PT is the number one physical therapy service provider in central Pennsylvania as measured by graduated patients. Now, some people, some owners uh, that I've talked with will really get lost in, well, how are you going to measure that? How am I going to know what Select Medical, what Hershey Medical Center, what UPMC, what they're doing in terms of number of graduated patients? I don't know. I'm never going to know that. Right. But we can kind of take an educated guess. um, And we know that if we continue on our growth path, which I'm going to show you here in a second, um, that there's a pretty good chance that that's who we're going to be. Remember, a BHAG is kind of vague. It doesn't have to be this very specific. um, Detailed. It's not going to say, you know, we're seeing. 1,100 new patients a week or anything like that. It, 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 That's not the purpose of that big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, but this is what we're uh, aspiring to accomplish over the next now nine years. It was 13 years when we wrote it. So I'm going to exit here and show you uh, growth rate and 10-year projections, at least how we think about this. I know uh, Steve and Andrea get the gold star for 20 years out. Um, so in doing this, uh, three things I'm going to show you here. The first is um, I I just kind of assume that everybody wants to grow at 20%. But I want to show, um, and you, you might have seen the videos that I posted this week around this, but I, I ran projections just in terms of visits. If we had three owners all start at 50 visits a week, which to me is a, a full-time schedule, right? So this is the self empo- self-employed, solopreneur the way that most of us start out in the beginning, right? Fifty visits a week, and uh, practice A grows at twenty percent a year. Practice B grows at ten percent a year. Practice C grows at five percent of five percent year over year. Now, um, th- the thing to note is how remarkable this becomes over the course of the owner's career. And my contention or my hypothesis is that th- this is really a choice. Um, you, you can choose your growth rate. Why do we choose 20%? Well, it's a nice round number that's easy for everybody to focus on. Um, it is, uh coincides with the 20-mile March story from uh, Jim Collins' work in uh, Good to Great, um, and I think uh, built to last as well. I think he has the Ernest Shackleton. You might have heard me talk about that. Two teams raced to the South Pole in 1911, one team. Um, did aim to do 20 miles a day, regardless of the weather conditions. The other team, uh, when the weather was fair, they would charge ahead and do up to 40 or 50 miles a day. When the weather was poor, they would hunker down and not move at all. Ernest Shackleton's team, the disciplined 20 mile approach. They reached the South pole, I think 30 some days before the second team did. And they, everybody survived team B, uh, who I believe was uh, a great uncle of um, Sir Richard Branson, uh, they, they died. Um, they did not make it. And uh, so it, the, Jim Collins takes that story and then applies it to business just to reflect what he was seeing, the consistent year-over-year growth. So we aim for 20%. Um, the other thing that will come up in, in our conversations is why not more? Um, I have grown. Had I think I shared this already? Six hundred percent in thirty months, and and we broke our infrastructure. It was too fast. Um, I didn't have the personnel systems in place to support that. We didn't have the marketing systems in place to support that. We didn't have the, the clinical excellence, um, and and the emphasis on that. It was just it was too much growth, too fast, and we ended up breaking our infrastructure. Uh, and you know that proceeded at 600% in 30 months preceded our, our record loss there in quarter four of 2009, which was nearly $100,000. So that's why we settled on 20%. It's a nice, consistent growth. Um, it stretches us. And uh, you can see it's pretty profound over the course of a career. So the the industry average is 6.2%. So if you did nothing more than keep your doors open, and you're living in you know, any town USA at is not a, you know, an abandoned coal mine town or something like that. Um, You should be expected to grow at 6.2%. Very recently, uh, a week or two ago, I I met with uh, Steve uh, Staltzer and uh, Mike Pekatowski from 8150 Advisors for the podcast. I was doing an interview and they have done mergers and acquisitions on both sides as a seller and buyer. And they, I had never heard this before, but they had uh, drilled into growth rate pretty well. And they said, anytime that a buyer sees somebody that's growing less than the industry average, in this case, 6.2%, that's a red flag, right? So stagnated, plateaued private practices don't carry the same value. There's not going to be the same multiple there as somebody that's growing more than that, that rate. So 20% were about 3x. 10% is definitely above industry average, and 5% is less than that. So if we go 10 years out at that growth rate, um, all starting at the same point, 20% is 258, so they've quintupled, right? They're a million-dollar practice already. Um, That 10% growth rate is at 118, 5% is at 78. And and the other thing that you can easily get lost in is we've had clinics that... You know, would do that, uh, achieve that 100 visits uh, within 90 days. Um, One did it in seven weeks. So, I mean, that's very doable. Um, Not going to break there. At 20 years out, it's even more remarkable, the difference. We get up to 1,600 visits in the 20% practice, uh, 300. In the 10% practice, 126. And the 5%, if we go 30 years out, Um, I selfishly stopped at 30, uh, just putting myself through this, um, 10,000 visits per week in the 20%, right? This is a giant practice, uh, you know, doing roughly 45 million a year in annual revenue. All things, all those assumptions are based on today's marketplace at $90 a visit. Full-time clinicians would be nearly 200, right? This is a very... Large impact um, in the area. Ten percent growth would be about eight hundred visits. Five percent growth would be at two hundred six. So w- very large discrepancy there. And the the main point isn't uh, I think everybody should be on twenty percent. But if we're being serious about making a change in the marketplace, um, that that's what's going to need to happen. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's a long term uh, solution. The other thing that we did is we went back here and. Uh, we're in year 19. So I did this with our partners and oddly that this is, uh, we just surpassed this, this 1331, um, as well. And this is almost exactly in line with our income and also our, our full-time equivalent clinicians. So again, Andrea and Steve showing off that they have 20 years out, uh, two year, three years ago, um, we, we did this, and these are 2018 actual numbers, and we did that 20% growth moving forward. Obviously, we had the pandemic here in 2020. I didn't know this three years ago, but we know it now. Um, and we, we projected out along that very similar uh, growth pattern through 2028, but I had 2030 on here. Anyhow, um, so this was really cool. Uh, last week... April 1 through April 7th, um, which was our first full uh, treatment. We run Thursday through Wednesday, just based on how our management meetings go and our clinical director meetings are structured. Um, So our our fiscal week is Thursday through Wednesday. April 1 through April 7th, we had combined in all six locations as a company, we had 1,388 visits. If you take this 71,878, this number right here, our projected run rate from three years ago for this year, 2021, um, and you divide that by 52 number of weeks in a year, you get 1382. So we already, even after the pandemic, and realize that when we did this back here, we only had two clinics. So we've opened four more clinics over the last three years. We hopefully survive the pandemic unless there are more waves and mutations that I don't know about or understand. Um, but we, we just surpassed that, uh, that weekly visit count that we were aiming for. So that made our group feel really good. You know, all these initiatives and all this planning that we've done, it's actually working. Um, and I, I want you to feel that same thing, that there, there is a value to you going through this process and planning, because in the end, what it does is it forces you to ask yourself better business questions. Um, You know, do we need more space? Do we need more personnel? What are are the major obstacles that we need to solve in order for us to achieve that 20% in spite of what's going on um, in the marketplace? Obviously, last year was uh, a huge outlier that I hope we don't have to deal with again. And then we're taking a look already at next year. Okay, we have um, our pandemic clinic that we opened up in shrewsbury we just hired the third full-time clinician there we're already at 165 visits um, last week so that clinic again that we opened march 9th of of 2020 that is already a three-team clinic and we're running out of space is the space next door available should we open another location and we started brainstorming and solving around that for the, the remainder of 2021 here same thing for what chris uh, is doing in Camp Hill, and also what Dan is doing in Dolphin. So we're we're pushing ahead, and where do we need to be in order to achieve this 2021 20, uh, 20, growth rate? The other thing that I'll say is this: um, the it, it also ran, it not only forces us to ask ourselves better business questions, but it stops us from trying to open four clinics in the next three months, right? Um, which again is. If you don't have some sort of North Star guiding light, um, long-term, it's called long-term greedy, uh, not not short-term greedy, but long-term greedy, uh, disciplined approach to how you're going to grow your business, it's it's very easy to make mistakes. Literally this morning, case in point, I got a call, um, and this is very serendipitous about how this happened but uh i got a text this morning eight o'clock was running uh, christian to a baseball tournament and uh the lady's name is barb barb runs a gym three years ago we had a conversation with barb and i grew up with her son she's an awesome lady super sweet wears a heart on her sleeve and um manages a gym and this gym went just went up Uh, for sale, and they have a large pool, and they used to have a a dryer PT in there, and then it became a select medical, and now it's back to dryer. They also have a large orthopedic office in there, uh, roughly 8,000 square feet, I believe. Um, So anyhow, everything just went up for sale, and we had looked at this in terms of opening our third location years ago, but um, so I, I took the call with Barb, and we were having the conversation. She's She said basically here's this opportunity. I thought of you and I said, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you Barb and straight shot I can bring it up with our partners, but we're we're very focused on where we're growing right now and A a few years ago if I didn't have the planning process in place and if I didn't have the discipline And i'm thinking back to 2008 2009 when I just wanted to you know conquer the world through pt um in in my young 30s, I I would have wasted a lot of time going down that route, right? Um, where now we have a more disciplined uh, approach. What do we need to grow to do 20% this year? For us, as we're looking ahead, we think if we just maximize the space and personnel utilization in our six locations right now, um, we're going to be a- ahead of schedule. And really what we can start doing is making sure that we have the PTs in place and that we're lining up our uh, ducks in a row and maximizing the opportunities in the marketplace for uh, 2022 and start planning ahead there. So it it gives you some discipline as well when you're focused on that rather than just taking, you know, any opportunity that comes along right now. And then uh, this is the final one. Uh, We were just doing quarterly new patients, just set a record here in uh, um, quarter one with 756 new patients. But um, you should be looking at these as well, and just so this is our monthly new patients, quarterly new patients. You should be tracking that and making sure that your new patients are supporting um, your visit growth. That's at least how we um, how we look at that. So if I can toggle back here, great. Yep. So we have those quarterly um, those quarterly numbers to support, and then finally. I know it seems like a lot of work, but it's well worth it, especially when you start planning, asking yourself what are the two or three things that we need to accomplish in the next quarter in order to support our long term growth. Um, you know, if you're looking quarter over quarter, 20% growth per year is about 4.7% growth. So if you're doing, you know, a thousand visits a week today, that would be roughly 1,047 90 days from now not you know very uh, very doable for most of us and you just have, you back out and ask yourself how many more new patients do we need for another 47 visits a week if you're averaging 12 visits per new patient it's an additional four new patients per week that you need coming in on top of what you're doing right now Most owners, I, my guess is 100 percent of owners at some point look at their p l. So, even if it's on an annual basis, most of us do it monthly, but you're looking at like some sort of profit and loss statement from your CPA, right? Or from QuickBooks or however you're doing your accounting. Or you're looking at your checking account balance, which is an an even worse way to financially manage your your business. Now, both of those things, whether you're looking at a PL or you're looking at a checking account balance, are looking at the past. a a pro forma and this tool, this profit planner is looking at the future. So you're using your assumptions based on the past, your past behavior to predict the future. What does that allow you to do? We have this diagram. I know you can't see it if you're listening to the podcast, but, um, what it allows you to do is you can. So once you have the profit plan in place, then you can go forward and you can say, okay, What are the profit levers? What are the strategic changes that I can make next year? Should I be adding a cash-based service? Do I have underutilized space or underutilized schedules that I need to fill? Should I be adding additional space? What does that look like? Do I need additional equipment? Um, Things along those lines. Should I be dropping a lowest payer? Should I be attracting more of a higher payer? Those strategic questions, they can become overwhelming, especially when we don't have a plan in place. When we do have a plan in place, Then we can start to play around with, what does this look like when I add this service? What does this look like when I change my payer mix? Um, They're they're the most important things that as you're, and again, I I had said that when you go through this exercise and you have this tool, you're going to be asking yourselves better business questions. Unfortunately, pitfall number one is most of us just look at past behavior. We never, again, I would say 100% of us look at the past for the finance financials and um, less than five percent ten percent of us are ever thinking about uh, the future uh, th- this tool a pro forma a profit planner looks ahead at the future so where can you do this at you know lots of different tools you can use Excel you can use numbers you can use the Google sheets I'm willing to um I'm willing to offer this you know exactly the the exact tool that we're using um so you can download that. I'll need to get you a a URL. We'll put it in the show notes. It it would be a major win for you if you've never done this before to to have 2024 planned out. Um, Usually that's an ideal time. This is something that you probably shouldn't, you know, hide in a folder. You should be sharing this with your team, painting the vision. Um, Anyhow, um, hope this helps you out tremendously and you're doing well and you have a great 2024. Thank you for listening.